Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. And we're in a season right now of uh, coming into the Feast of Pentecost. And in the Feast of Pentecost, it is there where there is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit... I want us to look at a few things today concerning the Holy Spirit because so often people see him as theirs to direct for themselves. That his work was simply to baptize them into God's salvation or to make them produce good moral attributes as the fruit of the Spirit or give them gifts, special powers to function in. As there is some relevance to these ideas I do not want us to miss the very main purpose and focus that we need to hear, we need to be taught in, we need to talk about more, and that is on the very person of the Holy Spirit himself. These areas, we treat the person as if they are things. We often look for the hand of God, but not the person of God. We look for his gifts, but the the reality is it's, they are called manifestations. We think they, we own them. But it is him manifesting through and in us. That is the reality when you read the scripture concerning the gifts. We'll talk more about these things and what they are as we go along. But this is something we cannot miss. Because I have found when you pursue the person of Christ, the gifts will follow. You don't have to try to figure out what you have. You need to figure out who he is and pursue him, and he will show up. And when he shows up, he will manifest himself. Remember this, the Holy Spirit is the gift of the Holy Spirit. He is the gift. I'll tell you, that is so important to hear and to know today. You know, 1 Corinthians 4.10 speaks how Paul And he was saying even of himself and Apollos, he said that we become fools to present Christ. He says we are his servants or slaves. That our whole purpose is to present Christ to you and to the world. So that's what I'm attempting to do today. And when we pursue the very person of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, The works will follow. That fruit will be produced. First of all, I want us to look just for a moment about who he is. Who is this person and what does he do with us and to us? One of the things you'll find about the person of the Holy Spirit is he will convict. He will also convince. He will convict of sin, but he also convinces us of righteousness. He strengthens, he comforts, he guides, he teaches. He's with us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's our counselor. He's our advocate. He is the manifestation of the gifts. You know, there are many Christians today who are not receiving the full benefits of being saved. And what do I mean by that? Well, I want us to listen to something here just for a moment about salvation because it is so wonderful. 
But you're going to find that but now that you have believed, we're not just saved, but there's something after salvation. And God wants you to be effective when it comes to what he has given to us. Remember, salvation is a gift to us, to the whole world, to those who receive it. But salvation is the first step into the very benefits of what God has done for us, what we can have and what kind of relationship we can have with God and what God can do through us and in us. But he doesn't want to just do it for us alone. God wants you to be effective, not just for your benefit, but for the whole world. I want you to think about that for a moment. Jesus said it like this in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said this in Acts 1, 8. He said, Then after that the Holy Ghost will come upon you. You shall receive what? You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea, and even to the uttermost parts of the earth. You see, that is so important today. You see, the benefit of our salvation isn't just for us to keep for ourselves and just to fulfill our life alone. It is there for a bigger purpose and a greater purpose. Jesus said that after you've received the Holy Spirit, there will be power. You'll receive power after that the Holy Ghost. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. But I want us to focus on something just for a moment here because I think this is so important that we understand what we can receive and what we can have concerning the Holy Spirit. First of all, who cannot receive the Holy Spirit? Now think about that. Did you know Jesus said there are some who cannot receive the Holy Spirit? Who is that? Jesus said in John 14, 17, he says, even when the spirit of truth, when the spirit of truth has come, when the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, John 14, 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Well, that kind of sounds funny, doesn't it? I thought the Holy Spirit was for thee to save people. If the world can't receive him, how are they saved? But see, Jesus said the world can't receive the Holy Spirit. So where are you going with this? Well, we're going to get some understanding so we can be loosed into a greater relationship with the person of Christ. Oftentimes there are certain doctrines and certain things that we have in our mind and our understanding and the way that we kind of uh, hear things at times. The foundation of that needs to have structure, it needs to have a continuity through the scripture so we can have knowledge, so we can pursue him better. Because let me just say this, you pursue according to knowledge. The one thing that I learned when I met my wife was I needed and wanted to get to know her more. There was oftentimes I would call her on the phone, I was living in Florida when I met her and she was living in Texas. That's a long drive, it's a 13, oh, sorry, a 17 hour drive, one way. 
And I would make that trip every Friday. I'd get off work, and man, I'd be there by a Saturday morning. And I had to be at muster, and I was in the military. And you could not be late in the military. So Sunday afternoon, I'd drive back all night long to get to muster within 10 minutes. You know what I mean? I got it down to a science. Sometimes five minutes, man, and I mean, there were times it was pushing it. I have to be honest with you, I was late a couple of times. But I didn't care. I was still going to go see her. You know what I'm talking about? The pursuit was there. And when I wasn't there, I was on the phone with her every moment I could. And sometimes we wouldn't say anything. We would sit on the phone for hours just listening to her breathe. You know what I mean? I just wanted to know her. I wanted to hear her. I wanted to feel close to her. You see, we have a when we pursue Christ, we are pursuing to know him, to hear him, to be close to him. You know, what you're pursuing after, when you, when you begin to realize uh, where you are in your pursuit, it, I tell you, it, it'll change you. And Jesus said it like this. He said, you're going to receive power after the Holy Ghost upon you. He says, the world cannot receive him because they don't see him. They don't neither know him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and shall be in you. You see, the world cannot receive. But see, the real work that the Holy Spirit has in salvation, and I'm going to show you this, there's a part that he has. Just like he had a part in creation. Do you remember in creation? God said, let there be light. And the Bible says that, he, that the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth. You know, what did Jesus say that he would do? He will, he will remind you of the word that I have spoken to you. He, his part in the work of salvation is the regeneration process of our spirit. But there's something that happens before, then he, before he can do his part in salvation. And what is that? And I'm going to show this something to you today because we're trying to understand it so we can have a better understanding of the very person of Christ, the very person of the Spirit of God, so we can draw nearer to Him that we can receive of Him and continually receive of Him and be filled with Him and pursue Him with understanding according to knowledge. The Holy Spirit, as He works in us, He works with something. What does he work with? He works with the seed. You see, the Holy Spirit does a regeneration of our new spirit, which begins at the point of receiving the word of God. You know, Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 17, you can read that for yourself, but I'm going to read verse 9. It says that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you see that? It's very important. You say, why is this important? Because we need to be living our lives and pursuing after a greater depth and a greater relationship with the Lord a greater depth with the very person of the Spirit of Christ, which is God. You can call him Lord God, you can call him Savior, you can call him whatever you want to call him. 
He's still God. It's God. It's, it's the spirit of Christ. It's the spirit of Jesus himself. There's not three gods that we serve. We serve one God. The Bible teaches us and reveals the very person of Christ for our uh, greater depth of understanding if we will get into the Word of God and begin to be taught of the Word of God and begin to grasp a hold of the knowledge so that we can pursue a relationship and a deeper relationship with Him that we might hear Him, be led of Him, be guided of Him, be convicted of Him, be convinced of Him in all things and everywhere at all times about everything. This is a place that we should never let go, that we shouldn't turn him on when we go into church or go, uh, okay, well, I'm going to turn on my spiritual prayer life when I go into some kind of prayer meeting or have a prayer of this or have a prayer of that. No, Paul said it like this. He said we should always be praying without ceasing continually in that area. Galatians 6.18 also talks about making continual prayer. And not just for ourselves, but for the, for, for the whole body of Christ and for our things. What is that? That's how do we do that? I'm going to talk about how to do that and how that you can enter into a, a personal. Because, listen, I, I like to just sit on the phone with him and just, just listen to, are you with me? Having a personal relationship, drawing close to Christ so that the very presence of the Holy Spirit is with you always. That you're in that place. How do we pursue after him? Well, we, we, we talk about prayer. We talk about worship. We talk about praise. All of those things aren't to be done just on a Sunday or when we get online or when we get in our car alone. It's at all times, all the place, everywhere that we go. Worshiping him in of our heart. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians, it says that we should be making melody in our heart, constantly singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in our heart unto the Lord. Hey, hmm. Come on. At all times, this is, you know, if you don't call your girlfriend for a few weeks, she's going to think you don't care. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm just saying, what you love, you pursue. What are you pursuing after all the time? Very important, isn't it? Verse 14 of Romans chapter 10 says this, How can they call upon him in whom they have not believed? We're talking about salvation for a moment. The work of the regeneration and when that started and how it started, what is the Holy Spirit's work in this so that we can get a deeper, better understanding so we can not reject things in, in him in our life because, again, he doesn't, he's not ours. Like, you know, I can turn him on and turn him off when I want to. No, we are his. And we are called to have a build this relationship. So verse 14 says, How can they call upon him whom they have not believed? How that shall they believe? And whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? See, the Bible tells us about that the hearing of the word of God, the seed of the word of God, that we believe upon and that we receive, that we declare, that we confess with our mouth, enacts and activates the very salvation in which now the Holy Spirit comes in and begins to do his work upon that. Listen to it like this. 1 Peter 1.23. 1 Peter 1.23 says this. says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. Being born again. 
I'm going to read it again. Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. By the word of God, which it is the word of God. I like what James 1.18 says. James 1.18 says. See, if we get clarity, we'll, it'll, it'll remove and dispel a lot of things in our mind and, our, and, and, and hindrances that we have through a lack of understanding and knowledge in our lives and what sometimes we, we consider knowledge, but really it's, it's, there's areas that don't connect that actually can keep us out of receiving the benefits and the things that God has for us. You know, I talked about how that sometimes people have been taught the Holy Spirit's like uh, a big roller coaster, you know, that you, you're not sure you want to get on. You've never ridden before, and, you know, and people are kind of fearful. You know, when they look at it and go, oh, I don't know, man. That, oh, man, that thing's got loops. It's got all kinds of stuff in there. Oh, man, let's, oh, I don't know, man. That's not me. That's, I'm like the swing things here or something, you know. I just want to get on a boat and, you know, whatever, you know. Something I got control of and I can keep my feet on the ground, I'm all right with. But I'm not, mm, I don't know about all that. Are you with me? And sometimes people feel like it's terrifying. And sometimes they feel like, you know, man, that's a little scary, you know. What's scary? God said the Holy Spirit is a gift to you for your benefit, but not just for your benefit alone, but for the world. And there'll be things in us that has to change that he will, he will actually challenge your character or your reservations so that you'll step out of that so you're not so reserved so you'll tell more people about him and manifest him Wherein he needs to be manifested. Well, praise the Lord. Are you there in James chapter 1? Look at verse 18. Speaking of how are we born again, of his own will, he beget us. Of his own will, one translation, he brought us forth. How? With the word of truth or by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. That's unique. I love the teaching on the word of God and of Jesus himself. You know, the very physical being of Jesus, the Bible says in John, it says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the only glory of the begotten of the Father. Think about that. Bible says that all creatures and everything, remember, how did he create this universe? He said, the word, the Bible says, was in heaven. The word is God. Isn't that right? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Think about that. Kind of first fruits of his creatures. We've not been born again of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, which is the word of God. By believing and receiving on that which we've heard, we've received the very person and the, nat the nature of God himself, the very being of God within our spirit. And likewise, we become creatures, first fruits of creatures that have been born of him. You say, well, you know, the word is, is substance. The Bible says he upholds all things by the word of his power. The word has great substance. The word created all things. Think about that. 
What you see was not made of things that appear. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 11, says that we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Think about that. The very power of God is his word. The very essence of God is, is, is his word. Isn't that something? And so when we believe upon his word, we confess, we accept, we believe, we receive and we believe the Holy Spirit begins the regeneration of that word on the inside of you. And your spirit, the Bible says, that the Holy Spirit then takes that spirit that you that, that is dead, and he regenerates it, makes it alive unto God. You become a new creation. That which was in you is no longer. Isn't that good news? You were once dead to God, but you're alive unto God. See, God didn't come to make good peop- bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. That's why he sent Christ. It's what the work does of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.